from KMOX Sports. The bases are loaded. This is the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. He hits one deep to left field. You That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. It's a slammer. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. On a Monday evening, we welcome you into the program. My name is Matt Pauley. Great to have you with us. No Cardinals baseball tonight, so we have a full two-hour program. We got a lot to get into. We have a whole lot to get into. No Nolan Arenado, no Paul Goldschmidt as the Cardinals open up a series in Toronto tomorrow. Unvaccinated players not allowed to enter Canada. So now it was the Cardinals' turn to kind of tell everybody who on the roster is not vaccinated, we found out, and happens to be a couple of the uh, most high-profile players on the team. As you might expect, there's a lot of reaction to this, and we are going to go through it. We're going to give you the opportunity to react. We'll open up the phone lines coming up at about 630-314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Uh, that's to call or text. You can just call toll-free, 800 Uh this is this is one of those things where it's a sports story, but it's a sports story that touches on so many other levels. It, there's political aspects to it. There's uh, social aspects to it. There's so much going on. Some people want to do nothing but talk about it. Some people will tell you we need to stop talking about it. It's a big story, and it's a story that a lot of people have very strong opinions on. So we'll give you an opportunity to share your opinions later on, again, at 314-436-7900. If you don't want to call about it, you can always text in, again, at that number, or you can uh, tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Bad weekend for the Cardinals. Uh, and not just from a win-loss perspective. You lose two of three to Cincinnati. You know what? I, I can deal with that. I, I can... Um, you lose two out of three. It's not great. Cincinnati's not a very good team, but what I think Cincinnati's won is it five straight home games now, four straight home games now. They've been playing well at home. They have that series against the Yankees. They're going to play spoiler like 162 game season. You're going to have those weekends. So not great that they lost two of three to the Reds. Not the end of the world that they lost two of three to the Reds. But just think about everything that's happened basically in the last 72 hours from Friday night on. Friday night. Harrison Bader, rehab assignment at Memphis, coming back from the uh, plantar fasciitis. What happens? Feels a little bit more pain in that foot, and now reportedly back to square one. Saturday, Steven Matz, really pitching well. Pitching so well that you're saying they're going, okay, you know what? If they you if somehow, some way they were able to go get Juan Soto and any opportunity to add to the rotation at the top, uh, you, know, you don't really have that opportunity anymore. You know, it's okay. It's okay. That, that's a, you, you get this Steven Matz, everything's okay. Well, what happens? He tries to field a ball that's going down the first baseline and he does it very awkwardly and he ends up hurting his knee and now not real clear when we're going to see him again. Probably not going to need surgery, but doesn't for sure know that he's not going to need surgery. So Bader, Mats, bad news. Arnado Goldschmidt, Romine, not going to Toronto, bad news. Johan Oviedo doesn't get to go to Toronto. He's got a passport issue from his uh, Dominican-issued passport. They're trying to deal uh, with the with folks to try to get the passport taken care of. I mean, it was just it's a lot of bad stuff. It was a lot of bad stuff, and I know we don't know each other this well. This is my second week on the job. I'm you, you learn this about me. I tend to be a pretty positive guy. I tend to focus on the good stuff. 
I don't um I, I don't go to the negative just to like get a reaction from people. That's not my style. It's not fun. Sports radio, talking about sports is supposed to be fun, right? That's what that's that's what I want to do. I want to have fun every night. So I'm not somebody that focuses on the negative. Now sometimes there's negative stuff and we gotta talk about it. I'm not gonna be afraid to go there. But this was a bad weekend. This was a bad weekend all the way around for the Cardinals and all like in so many different ways, it, it's hard to think of. And I haven't been around, you know, here 20 years, but I follow this team on an everyday basis. I've done that for a long time. It's hard for me to think of just a moment where so many things have gone wrong. And that's where we're at. That's where we're at with this team. So we'll get into more of that as we continue on. The really good news for St. Louis, the really good news for St. Louis sports, the XFL, it is coming back to St. Louis. We don't know if it's going to be the Battlehawks. You would think there's a good chance that's going to happen with the amount of success. It's one of those things where do you want to completely rebrand or do you want to take the brand equity that already exists in the market with the Battlehawks? And you know, talk about being positive and being negative. What is their negative about the Battlehawks? Other than the fact that the first iteration of the XFL in St. Louis had to end their season early due to COVID and due to the pandemic. Other than that, nothing but positive things to get to when it comes to that. So you would think, again, I don't know, unless the the leaders and the powers that be within the XFL 3.0 just want anything connected to the old XFL to not even exist anymore, you would think from a business perspective it would make some sense. Although at the same time, all those people out there that have Battlehawk shirts, you bring in a new team, a new nickname, a new logo and everything, everybody's got to go buy new stuff. So uh, that's kind of the, the rundown of what we're going to get to today. A lot of Cardinals with every the, just the stuff that went bad over the weekend. We'll get into uh, the COVID stuff. We'll get into the injury stuff. We'll get into uh, the trade stuff. There continues to be just a little bit of smoke out there when talking about Juan Soto and whether or not the Cardinals can actually make that happen. The thing about that, um, where you see these reports coming out of, for the most it's not Heyman. It's not Rosenthal. It's not Morosi. It's like these... These random sources are talking about Soto and the Cardinals and the Nationals talking to each other. So I'm having a really hard time evaluating how real any of that might actually be. Uh, At the end of last week, when we did our last show, so we did our last sports open line, I think this past Thursday. The idea of Soto being a Cardinal, if somebody would have given me a percentage on that, I would have probably said like 5%. I'm probably up to like maybe 10%. Maybe you could push me to 12%. I don't think it's all that likely, but I do. I feel a little bit more positive about it happening now than I did say at the end of last week. All right, lots to get to. Again, if you want to get those comments on uh, Arnato and Goldschmidt and the COVID situation, you can text those in, 314-436-7900. We'll take phone calls on that at the bottom of the hour. Uh, up next, we uh, are going to uh, talk Cardinal baseball as uh, we are set to uh, be joined by Carter Chapley from the Post-Dispatch. He's going to be with the team in Toronto. We'll do that next. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Sports Open Line continues here on a Monday night. My name is Matt Pauley. A lot of Cardinal stuff to get to. Off day today. A couple off days this week. They'll play a couple games in uh, Toronto tomorrow and Wednesday. Have another off day on Thursday. And then they will uh, play a series against Washington. It's, it's You don't get 
two off days in a three-city trip very often where you get back-to-back off days on the road. That's just something that you don't see happen in a baseball schedule all that often, but it's uh, happening right here. Let's talk right now with the guy who covers the Cardinals for the Post-Dispatch STL Today. does uh, a lot of the digital content uh, when it comes to uh, Cardinals baseball for STL Today. He is Carter Chapley. You can follow him on Twitter at Chapley Media. Carter, thanks so much for uh, taking some time. I know you're in Toronto. How are you? I am doing well. I'm just enjoying all the Sights, sounds, and eats of the north of the 49th parallel right now. What's the first place you go to when you land north of the border? Oh, uh, so it, I've been very fortunate to, to enjoy Toronto for a very long time. Uh, I would say anything you can get in the Korean barbecue areas. Um, I know the traditional answer will be something like poutine or, mm-hmm. or something like that, or go to the one, one of many breweries that the city has to offer. But I will say that Toronto has such an international flavor and, and cultural texts to it that um, I, I personally prefer uh, the Korean barbecue, which is quite spectacular around here. We've never spoken before, and I'm about to tell you something that I'm sure will make you just think very poorly of me, but I'm, I'm going to go out on the line here. I had never been to Canada. My wife and I were here in Detroit. We crossed over to uh, to get over uh, to Ontario. Uh, I guess that's what? Uh, yeah, Ontario. So we go over. Yep. We were big fr- fans of the show, How I Met Your Mother, and they're always talking about Tim Hortons. So I knew there was Tim Hortons in the United States, but we wanted our first Tim Horton experience to be in Canada. So we go over from Detroit, and when we get to the, you know, the international security, and they ask, why are you entering the country? We literally said to go to Tim Hortons. I don't blame you even a little bit for that. I, I uh, When we drove up here this week, it was the literal first stop we made when we crossed into Windsor as well, was to stop and make sure to get some ice caps from Tim Hortons, which I don't need to be doing free ads for Tim Hortons, but I will say the ice cappuccino and the double-double are must-gets when you come to visit. Their food is so good. And you can get in the United States. It's all over. The funny thing was we probably passed like nine of them to get to yeah. because they're all over the Detroit area. But uh, I think we used to have two in St. Louis, but they're, they're no longer with us, unfortunately. Sad story. Sad story. All right, uh, let's actually talk baseball because that's probably what people want to hear me talk to you about. Uh, this <laughs> the, the story of Arenado and Goldschmidt, it, it's, it's such a... Uh, Everybody has a strong opinion on it, but people's strong opinions seemingly are not based off baseball. They're very much based off probably their political beliefs. And you go into the clubhouse, and there's Miles Michaelis saying yesterday, well, I kind of wish that I didn't even have the vaccine now. It doesn't seem like anybody inside of the clubhouse thinks that anybody's being let down, but there's a lot of people outside the clubhouse that feel like that's happening right now with uh, with Goldschmidt and Arenado. Yeah, I'd have to imagine maybe that sentiment changes, or maybe not changes. I mean, these are guys who live together and and work together and spend time together for, you know, nine months of the year. Like, I'm sure a two-day, taking two days off is, you know, not not horribly going to break up the locker room. Uh, But I would imagine that come the end of this trip, let's say, if they're on a, you know, what would be now a three-game losing streak heading back five games down in the division and the Phillies have caught you in the wild card race, Maybe at the end of the year, you're feeling a little less sympathetic to the cause when you're all of a sudden sitting home in October. Now, if you're if that's happening and you're missing the game, the playoffs by a game or two at the end of the year, and you're going to face the Blue Jays, who are, I mean, gosh, what are they? The third best record in the American League, and they could beat you anyways. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you really feel like that's the place that things went wrong. You probably look to the Cincinnati Reds losses or the losses to the Pirates or or whoever, but 
it certainly does feel like this is an easy spot to pick out as being, hey, you kind of you kind of didn't our two best guys, our middle of the order guys, didn't uh, didn't show up when we needed them. We're having this conversation in St. Louis because it's the Cardinals visiting there, but this conversation has been happening in Major League cities across the United States all season long as teams have visited. Is is Major League Baseball making a mistake allowing baseball to essentially be played where everybody's business when it comes to their COVID vaccination status is public knowledge because of the requirements to enter the country? No, I, I mean... No, I mean, the Blue Jays also for two years played in Florida and Buffalo, and no one seemed to have any tears for them when they were away from home and had had no fans and, and things like that. It, I think it's important to remember that in order for, you know, non-American citizens to enter the country, in, into the United States, excuse me, you also have to be vaccinated, which we know there are plenty of non-American citizens playing Major League Baseball who would be impacted by this, whether they were coming into the States we're going out of it. So, I, I mean, I think it'd be a problem one way or the other. It's a, I mean, it's a problem that we saw in the NBA. It's a problem we see in the NHL. Um, I, don't, I don't know if this is MLB's problem so much as it's just these are the terms in which you have to do to play in our game. And unfortunately, that's just the way it is. I'm not trying to overstate the negativity that goes along with the last few days of Cardinals baseball, but – they lose two of three to Cincinnati. They got this COVID situation with some of the players not available. Oviedo's not going to be available potentially because of a passport issue. You got Steven Matz going down with a knee issue. You got Harrison Bader, who has basically his rehab assignment go back to zero after he experiences some foot uh, foot pain on, on Friday night. Just there, there's nothing positive going on other than Paul Goldschmidt being you know just hitting home runs every day and being named the Player of the Week. Yeah, I mean it is getting to that point of the year where like you kind of have to start making decisions with the trade deadline looming and you kind of have to decide what you need to make this club, you know, the potential that you think you can reach when you have guys like Goldschmidt and Arenado anchoring your team, you have to go for it, I think. And I, I you know, I think it's, I think it kind of pushes the hand of the front office or management to kind of make the extra move to add some, even if it's just positive vibes, positive energy into the locker room to, to change things up. I mean, I mean, it, I, I'm with you. It's, it's, it's looking bleak right now. I mean, that could change in two days, right? Like I think if you all of a sudden go to Toronto, maybe a split or even, you know, sweep all of a sudden it feels a lot less, like there's a lot less weight on your shoulders, I guess. The, the Soto stuff, it, it doesn't feel like it should be real, but every time you completely dismiss it, there's just like a little nugget that comes out from somewhere that you go, huh? Okay, maybe, maybe. Like, do you put? Do you give any credibility to these almost, you know, the, these social media almost unnamed reports out there that continue to insist that maybe there's something going on between the Cardinals and Nationals? I don't totally. I don't totally dismiss it. I I would have to imagine that they are calling and checking in and doing their due diligence and finding out what it will cost. And if that cost seems right, then hey, let's make a deal. But I, I can't imagine that they're not engaged at all right like it, it feels like they wouldn't be doing their job if you find out a 23 year old guy who i mean who's been a superstar in this league at that young with that much control i mean i'd be surprised you know the 29 teams should be calling and asking and doing their due diligence and be in on him i mean like is the juice worth the squeeze maybe not but you got to find out right yeah and I'm, I'm sure those conversations absolutely are taking place the other side of it is 
clearly the biggest need for this team does come in the starting rotation. And when when you get into the postseason runs, even good offensive clubs can be knocked down by really good starting pitching. Is is it a scenario where if you – do you think adding him and just having that middle of the order with Arnato, Goldschmidt, and Soto, which obviously it'd be tough to find any other team with back-to-back-to-back hitters that could match that – but at the same time, does that offset whatever struggles you might have from a pitching perspective because you probably lose out on the opportunity to go after a high-end starter? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, pitching, I mean, I think we've seen pitching wings championships more often than not. It's very rare that a team is able to slug their way completely to a, to a pennant, and I don't think that changes here. I think this team needs a pitcher, probably more than one, probably get somebody out of the bullpen and someone who's reliable as a starter. and. Do I think that adding – I mean, I, I, does, does adding Soto make your team better over the long haul? Absolutely, it does. You can, you can go into free agency and add a lot of pieces. If you're willing to invest the money into Soto, it's, hey, now you're all in. Your chips are all in. You might as well go out and get the next best piece to anchor your starting rotation, whatever that piece looks like. But if the goal is to win right now, I'd say you could probably make a really solid case that the best investment you can make is into a pitcher – rather than a position player. Can you maybe be able to do both? I think you're probably taking away from the ability to get an impact starting pitcher or impact reliever when you trade away, when you trade the pieces necessary to get Soto. But, I mean, that, that's, that's kind of a decision you have to make based on where you feel the future of the organization is compared to the importance of winning right now. And I'm not sure I know how to answer that. Yeah, no, it's and I think everybody's trying to figure that out right now. Uh, he is Carter Chapley. You can follow him on Twitter at Chapley Media. Covers uh, the Cardinals for uh, STL Today. The Post-Dispatch uh, does a lot of the digital content that you find uh, at STL Today. Carter, thanks so much uh, for the time. Uh, enjoy. I know you're only there for a couple days. Uh, get Tim Hortons a couple more times, and uh, well, I'm sure we'll talk again in, in the future. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right, very good. There's, uh, there's Carter Chapley joining us. All right, so this is what I want to do. We're going to open up the phone lines, and I want before I even give the number, I want to challenge you some, on something here because I want to have a conversation. I want to have a, a good conversation about this Arnado Goldschmidt stuff, and I, I don't even like going here, but I'm going to do it. If the only reason that you support Nolan Arnado and Paul Goldschmidt is because you're a conservative, I don't want to hear from you. If the only reason that you cannot believe that Nolan Arnato and Paul Goldschmidt don't have the vaccine and, and you think the team is letting them down and the only reason that's the case is because you fall on the more liberal side of things, I don't want to hear from you. I don't. I don't want this to turn into a political conversation. And I've seen the comments on social media. I've seen the text messages. It's, it's really hard to have this conversation. Maybe I'm putting myself into a corner that I don't even want to put myself into because it's really hard to have this conversation without it going political. But if the only reason you feel the way you feel about these players are because of your personal political beliefs. I don't want to go there and I'm going to stop it before it starts. But if you just from the heart feel a certain way when it comes to these two guys and what it means for the Cardinals, I want to, I do want to hear kind of the emotional feeling that you have right now. You love this team and two of their top players are not going to be available for the next couple of days. You love this team and these players and you think that they should 
have the opportunity to make decisions about their body and it not be any of our business. Like if, if we're going at it from that perspective and we don't bring in politics, I think we can have a good conversation about this. So open up the phones, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. If you don't want to call, you can also text that same number. You can tweet at me as well, at Matt Pauley on air. How are you feeling about the fact that this club is going to be without two of their top players? We'll discuss it next. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yanier Molina. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. We continue on on a Monday night, a controversial topic to get to. Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, two of the most high-profile players for the Cardinals. The two guys who are probably the best players on the team. Is there even a probably there? They are not available for the next two games because they are not vaccinated, so they can't cross the border. They can't go to Toronto. Want to hear from you. And I'll... When I took this job, if you read the story about me taking the job in the newspaper, I told people, like, I'm, I'm an open book. I'm going to share my life with you. So I'll tell you where I'm at on, on vaccinations. I'm, I'm, I'm vaccinated. I'm boosted. The reason I did it originally, I did it because I was worried about other people. I wasn't worried about me. I've never once been worried about COVID with me. I'm young enough. I'm healthy enough. It's just never been anything that I've been worried about. Maybe that just shows that I'm not very smart, but that's how I've always been. I was always more worried about other people. I didn't want to be in the grocery store and be the person that passed it on to somebody who was really going to be negatively, negatively effective. And then I was a broadcaster for a college basketball team in Wisconsin, and I got the booster because I was not going to be the person that passed it on to the team and had their games canceled because of me. That was not going to be me. Now, also, my previous job where I worked at before here, if I wouldn't have gotten the vaccine, I wouldn't have been eligible to be employed. I would have been fired. Not fired. I would have lost my job. Uh, that was their corporate policy. Uh, and we had people in our building who lost their jobs, who were no longer allowed to work there because they weren't vaccinated. So really, I didn't have a choice, to be perfectly honest with you. I guess I had a choice, but I've got a career. I've got a family. I've got all those things. So I did it, and I don't have a problem doing it, but I've never once, I never once did it because I was worried about COVID for me. That's, that's where I'm at. Um, We'll get more into the decisions by Arnado and Goldschmidt in a moment, but let's hear from you. We'll start with uh, Sam, who's giving us a call. Hey, Sam, you're on Sports Open Line. Thank you. Hey, thanks for um, having me. I, I understand it's non-political. I'm not getting political, but I was going to provide some data that may help, um, and I thought this may help a little bit clear up the conversation. So what is not often reported is, you know, the attack rate per uh, for, Sam, how do you feel about Arnado and Goldschmidt? That's the question here. The question isn't about dad. I want I want to know what you feel about Arnado and Goldschmidt. I think I think that they're, they're making individual decisions, and I think those decisions based on their relative risk is up to them. I don't know if they know the relative risk, and I think it's their decisions ultimately. It does affect and cascade, and that cascade can be troublesome. And what they what they think of that cascade probably makes informs their decision a lot. Um, and so the, in their age group, it's about one in 4,000 that go, that get critically ill. Um, in the 65 and over, it's one in a hundred. It's a big difference. So I don't know how that, you know, maps it to it. For me, I, I, I understand both sides of the coin. It's just, they're taking a risk a little bit and one in 10,000 die of car accidents. So there's, you kind of get the idea how it, you know, how it influences how people think about numbers. Yes, yeah, Sam, I appreciate the phone call. Uh, I think we all understand that the younger you are, the healthier you are. Like I, I, Unless there is an underlying condition for a major league baseball player, I, I have to think most of them are are in a position where 
they they probably don't have that much of a chance of something very bad happening. And I'm not talking from a place of expertise because I'm a sports broadcaster. I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on the radio. Let's go to Harrison, who's given us a call. Hey, Harrison, you are on Sports Open Line. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hey, so here's my thoughts on it. At the end of the day, Arenado and Goldschmidt uh, have the right to do whatever they want. Uh, this is the way I've thought about it all along, uh, but there are consequences. The Canadian government can do whatever they want. Uh, their employer can do whatever they want. You know, for example, nurses, doctors, you know, they're going to get fired if they don't have the right vaccines. Uh, that's the way that I've felt about it. It's unfortunate. It sucks. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's their choice. Yeah, Harrison, I appreciate the call. There are consequences to this. These guys are not being paid for these next few days. Now, they make lots of money at the end of the day. Are they really going to be at the end of the year when they're doing their taxes? Are they going to go? Oh, man, darn, I really needed those two extra days of pay. You don't get service time, I believe. I think you lose a couple days of service time. That's not really going to impact anything because they're each going to get their full years of service time. But there are consequences. Most notably, they're going to lose some money on it. Let's go to Rodney, who's given us a call. Hey, Rodney, you're on Sports Open Line. Thanks for having me, sir. I would just like to say that I've been watching – I'm 50 – going to be 53 years old. I've been watching Cardinal baseball for 45 years. And I just want to say that we should be lucky to have these two guys on our team. This is one of the best teams we've ever had. And it's their personal choice if they don't want to get the vaccine. They are human beings first and players second. They're not robots, even though we pay them. They're not going to miss the money, but guess what? You know, they're going to rest and be ready for the playoff run, and hopefully we'll have Juan Soto when they come back. Get off these guys' backs. They're human beings first. That's all I want to say. Uh, Rodney, I appreciate the phone call. I love the point about them being human beings first. I I've, I used to tell the story when, um, when I covered the Brewers when I was in Milwaukee before I was here. Uh, you think about these guys as robots so often and just machines. I remember one day walking out of the ballpark, and there was a player who had just been sent back down to AAA. He was he didn't get he he still had a job. He was still in the organization. He's actually a guy who's a major league pitcher right now, um, and, and has had a pretty good career. But I remember he was a, he was a relatively young guy, not super young guy. Was never really a prospect. So, uh, and I I saw him. It was him and his wife, and they had a box of stuff that they had obviously cleared out his locker room, and his wife was crying. And that image has never ever left my head forever and ever. I will always remember these guys are human beings first and they're everything else. Second, let's go to Gary. Hey Gary, you're on sports open line. Welcome to us. Thank you. Um, I've, um, I'm 82 years old. I've listened to KMOX for 65 years and I've listened to baseball all of those years, and Paul Goldschmidt really impresses me as being a family man. He, he, he really has his head screwed on straight. I'm just amazed because he mentioned at the All-Star game that he was so thrilled to have his parents, I think a grandparent there, and his kids. And I would have thought if he I, – I thought they should consider the consequences to the team – as well as to themselves. But I'm amazed they didn't get vaccinated and boosted because of the effect that they could have caught this and, and had it for a few days and not known it. 
and passed it on to their kids or their parents or their grandparents, and and that could have cost somebody their life. Uh, and so I, I'm really surprised that Paul, being a family guy, didn't take a look at this from all angles. Hi, right, Gary. I appreciate it. That's a different take on it. I appreciate the different take, just the impact of it on, on a family. Again, um, I, I don't know the health status of anybody's family. It's hard for me to – it's really – this is a challenging thing for me to talk about because I, I don't know what's going on in these guys' personal lives, and I don't know what motivated the decision. That's the, the one of the most disappointing aspects of it becoming public information of who's vaccinated and not vaccinated is that's all we know. And we don't know the background beyond that of why those decisions were made. We'll go to Daryl. Hey, Daryl, you're on Sports Open Line. Thanks for taking my call. Welcome to St. Louis. I hope you make it to the Hill sometime soon for some good Italian. Oh, I, I'm originally um, from here. It's just been about 20 years since I've lived here. So trust me, I've had my fair share of food on the Hill. Oh, fair enough. Sorry, I didn't know about that part. Um, very simple. Uh, the data and the Canadian people are are right in agreeing with Arenado and uh, Goldschmidt, and Trudeau is wrong. Uh, good for them for avoiding myocarditis to be there for their family in their future. Uh, and that's really all I had to say. Good, good for I, I back those guys up in their decision all the way. I think it's I think it's a little more thoughtful than anyone's getting credit for. And Justin Trudeau is just dead wrong. All right, Dale. Thank you so much for the call. Dane is giving us a call. Dane, you're on Sports Open Line. First time on Sports Open Line talking to you. And uh, I just want to say, you know, like like previous calls have been saying, you know, it's, you know, if they don't want to take the shot, you know, that's fine by them. You know, it's it's their body. They're not robots, you know, and you can't force. What's that old adage? You can't force a horse to drink water unless they want to. I know it's a bad analogy, but, you know, that's, I just think that they should be able to uh, decide if they want, if they wanted this shot or not, you know, if that's up to them. And if it was up to me, I wouldn't have got mine, but uh, I I have an acquired uh, system. So, but Thanks a lot for taking my call, and y'all have a great day. All right, Dane, thanks so much. We're going to take a break. If you're on hold, we'll try to get to you uh, before we break for news at the top of the hour. So we'll take a quick break. And more on this in just a moment. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. I think many people know that you have to be vaccinated to to, uh, get into Canada, and we do have a few players that are not. And so... Uh, we made that announcement this morning. Obviously, it's a couple big names in the sense of uh, Mr. Goldschmidt and Mr. Arnato. And, um, y- you know, we're going to go up there and uh, we're going to do the best we can. And uh, someone else will get some opportunities. That was John Mozalock speaking on sports on a Sunday morning with Tom Ackerman about specifically Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arnato not being available for the series against Toronto. As you heard, we got a lot of phone calls on this. We only have about uh, two and a half minutes left in this segment. We're going to try to get to as many calls as we can. So if I get to you, make your point quick, and we're going to uh, move on. We will start with uh, Tom. Tom, you're on Sports Open Line. Hi, Tom. Hi, this is Tom. I'm 87. I've been a Cardinal fan for years. I'm a retired physician. My question is, have Goldschmidt and Arnato gotten their DPT vaccines, polio vaccines, and other vaccines, flu vaccines, and if they have, why not this one? This one is just as safe or even safer than the rest of them. 
that's my comment. Uh, I'm sorry they're doing this. I think it's rather selfish on their part. All right, Tom. Thanks. Appreciate the call. I, I, I can assume they did. My my response to that would be those vaccines have been around a lot longer than these, but that gets me into an area of talking about medical stuff that I want to avoid. We'll go to Kevin. Kevin, you're on Sports Open Line. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, I'm in healthcare as well, and I believe that everybody has a right to make their own decision and make their own choice, and they have, and I res- certainly respect that. But I also think they have to uh, evaluate, and I hopefully they have, the impact that it has on others, meaning the team. I mean, uh, what if the Blue Jays were really, really strong contenders to be in the World Series and we meet in the World Series? You know, that could have a really significant impact on the team that, you know, maybe we know now that that might not happen, but did we know that in spring training? I don't know. So uh, uh, that would be my comment is you got to, you got to take into account how it affects others as well as yourself. All right. Appreciate the phone call. Toronto's a good team. Toronto is a good team. They've got the third best record in the American League. So I think Toronto fans will tell you that they are a threat. We'll go to Michael. Michael, you're on Sports Open Line. Hi, I don't agree with them at all. I don't. They have a choice, but if they choose to uh, ignore this, they should stay away from the public. Um, it's like there's a national problem. We have a way to solve it. And they're saying, well, you know what? I'm not going to take part. That's my say, Matthew Sensworth. Thank you. All right, Michael, thank you. Last call on this. Ed, I've got about 20 seconds for you. You're on Sports Open Line. I am 72. I remember when Hank Aaron and Joe Adcock and uh, uh, Eddie Matthews played for the Braves, and I didn't like those guys. I believe that Arenado and... Um, Goldsmith will be in the Hall of Fame where they belong. All right, Ed. Appreciate the call. A lot of different takes on this. I know sometimes we focus on the stuff that separates us. I personally love that we can sit here and have conversations and disagree with each other and come out uh, listening to each other. That's going to be a key with me on this show. We're all going to listen to each other. Let's have a discussion. My name is Matt Pauly. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX.